The following podcast gimmick has been paid for by Look at the Adjective. Everyone seems to know the score. Hello and welcome to Look at the Adjective. We are here to podcast. Dave Meltzer said so, so it must be true. <laughs> I am the big man, John Mack, and I'm joined, as always, by a man who always snaps into it, a man who lives his life on the edge so he doesn't take up too much room, a man who's always thinking, thinking, and has literally had half a cup of coffee in the big time because he doesn't like hot drinks. It's Slim Jim, <laughs> Mark Crowther. How are you doing, mate? Quality that, mate. Yeah, not too bad. How are you doing? <laughs> Uh, Again, yeah, I'm assuming know. you've been off today. <laughs> got, got, got a fortnight off. <laughs> Perfect. It over Christmas period, lovely. Lovely stuff. Uh, yeah, I'm not too bad. It was a bit of a mad week last week. Uh, yeah. Apologies if you were expecting podcasts. We did put out a tweet, uh, just some stuff's gone on. But we won't get into that. What we will get into, we will get balls deep in some cretininity. But just before we do that, John, just a little bit of a bit of a uh, pressing business. All right. Happy uh, belated birthday for yesterday. Um, oh, I'm sure uh, our listeners will uh, will appreciate uh, and send you some well wishes when they hear the podcast. <laughs> I hope not, because I, I hate my birthday. <laughs> <laughs> I just thought it'd be rude not to get it in there. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> oh, well, I wasn't expecting it. <laughs> but yes, anyway, we are thirty nine years old. Dreadful. Bloody hell. But anyway, what better way to celebrate than go down that cretinous lane? <laughs> it's cretin of the fortnight, guys. <laughs> Have you got one for me, Marcos? To be fair, I completely forgot about one that, that I was going to bring up last week. Obviously, we we, we didn't do last week, but uh, I've just scrolled through our branching conversations. I've seen this one. It's from old Glenn Jacobs. Now known, now the mayor of Knox County or something like that in Tennessee, I think it is. He's had some serious um, allegations put to him. Has he? Yeah. Um, he, apparently, he's <laughs> he's a bit of a slave driver by the sounds of things. So people, oh, that... I thought I would have put money on him being on the fiddle, whether it be you know with a well, an intern or financially. <laughs> well, well, he'd have learnt from the best with McMahon, wouldn't he? To be fair with that. Yeah, he, uh, apparently he's absolutely, absolutely horrid to his staff, to his staff that work for him for his, you know, his campaigns and all this, and his, I don't know what you call them, his campaign mates or whatever, not not paying them, making, forcing them to work outside of working hours and stuff like that. I know it's not particularly wrestling, but he's very prominent in wrestling and he does sometimes appear. But he he in the last twelve to eighteen months has shown himself to be an absolute wanker. He really has. Oh yeah. Complete 180, um, hasn't he? When you thought, hey, he seems like a decent bloke, you know, good wrestler in his day, good character. Well, supposedly quite intelligent. Yeah. From what I can gather, he's an absolute cunt. So um, <laughs> he, he's got to be, he's potentially on cunt of the week for that because he, he also did that thing about women, women's rights and stuff, didn't he? You know, about five, six months ago as well. So he's popped up again. Oh, about the abortion um, stuff, yeah. Yeah. Um, so, you know, just, Pay your staff, you absolute scumbag. <laughs> basically, that's that's front and center of it. Don't fucking basically slave drive people to do your dirty work for you. 
So yeah, I completely forgot about that one. Just but I was just reminded of it as was as we were preparing. What have you got for us? I mean, at least he's not choke slamming his staff through the table. No tombstones. <laughs> You know? Well, more might come out. You never know. You never know. <laughs> <laughs> Just a shitload of tables, like in his wake, and then all and these... then flame flame stack coming out of the desks. <laughs> yeah, all these Republicans just like, <laughs> oh my god, he's broken in half, kind of thing. <laughs> Rips the door off every time he comes in. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's gotta be Kane. <laughs> That's got to be Mayor of Knox County, Glenn Jacobs. <laughs> right. <laughs> so I've got I've got one that that started the fortnight ago, and has, it's had legs. It's had legs, and it's got into this week. It's a a favourite of ours, the <laughs> ultimate repeat offender. Go on, young young David Meltzer. Oh, he's at it again, is he? He's at it again. Okay, so. According to Dave Meltzer, old Billy Regal only signed a one-year contract with AEW. <laughs> so it wouldn't surprise him if he's going back to WWE. So we're all thinking, all oh, right, well, but they've just booked him in this MJF angle and it's all like, where's this going? And then old Helmsley pops up with a tweet that says, tonight wouldn't be the same without, and then a video of Regal going, war games, right? Yeah, classic. So people are obviously, you know, Ooh, what's going on here? And old Davy Boy comes out, Davy Boy Meltzer, next day. A correction from last night's show regarding Regal's deal, based on what he said when he signed. He signed last spring, and it was for three years. So obviously, <laughs> within a day, it's, it's, he's added two more years onto that. Yeah. So I thought Meltzer was like the, the authority on the AEW scene, right? No. Cle- clearly not. And then all the guys knew that's a big L, Dave. That's a big L. The drones are going <laughs> to be mad. <laughs> puts out his stories based on complete incorrect information, but that's just Dave Meltzer for you. Yep. And then it turns out, after uh, MJF's clocked him, they've been out on Rampage, old Ross, Sean Ross Sapp, the, the white rabbit guy, <laughs> he's put out, as rumoured, William Regal is effectively done with AEW. Fucking <laughs> 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 hell, Meltzer. <laughs> Meltzer. He's lost his touch, hasn't he? Your opinion as fact has literally come to bite you on the ass. You're like, uh, well, I've got, to, I've got to show people that I know everything about everything. So I'll just pull a figure out of my ass. It's a one year deal, which you was, and you were right in the first place. I think not even a one year deal, really, like a six fucking month deal. Because if he's done and he's gone, yeah. But well, apparently they were they were saying he had some sort of clause we could get out if 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 Helmsley approached him or something, or if WWE really? wanted him back because. Apparently he, he didn't want to go really. I mean he was he's very loyal to Helmsley and he's a big they're really close friends and stuff. Yeah. Um and apparently he's from what I've seen, reports, he think apparently it's an, he thinks it's an absolute mess backstage in AW, which oh, yeah. by all accounts it it is. Um Shit show. So I think he was looking for the first way back out, to be honest. So I think he's by the sounds of it, he's gonna be back in WWE in a backstage position in the new year. So fair play to him. Um, As he always should have been. Yeah, he should never have been let go, should he? But what an absolute just these little losers online are just this especially Meltzer. What is this? Why does anyone listen to this guy? I just I don't get my I can't get my head around it. I just don't understand it. Well, he's not done there. <laughs> There's more. His his star ratings come out again. Do you know do you remember when he said um anything above four is a bonus? 
and yeah. all this, right? Yeah. And like these half and quarter stars, you know, they're like the little extra points and stuff. Yeah. So some guy called Thatch Gur One on Twitter yeah. has put Dave Meltzer wouldn't give a WWE match five stars until CM Punk Cena, right? How yeah. come Taker Michaels at twenty five didn't get five stars or Angle versus Benoit at Rumble 03 or HBK versus Angle at 20 didn't get five stars. This cretin has put, huh, imagine complaining about quarter stars from 30 years ago. From what I can gather, it wasn't 30 years ago. <laughs> I mean, WrestleMania 20 sure as hell wasn't 30 years ago. All of them were four and three quarter stars, which means... Strong match of the year candidate. If you think they were five, it means we agree because anything within half a star means we agree. What the fuck is he on about? <laughs> it's just the king of contradicting his own scale, isn't he? What's the point in giving half a star if you agree with someone who gives it fucking five stars? Absolute yeah, what's the point? F- just do four and five. Moron. Don't have in betweens. And just to add to this, the star system of Captain Cretin. The full gear star ratings, just for a laugh. Go on. Ten person tag. So like we'll see what got more than Shawn Michaels <laughs> and Taker at twenty five. What did that get? Four point five? Uh four and three quarters. Apparently, uh Pac Penta insert gimmick here and Ray Phoenix versus the shitty elite in a six man, four and three quarters. That was as good as Taker Michaels. I know. <laughs> That's not even worth arguing about that, is that I mean? Slightly it's worse boring. at four and a half stars, only, but it's the same, really, because, you know, same, within half within, a star. Within quarter of a star, yeah. Jericho versus Danielson versus Claudio versus Sammy Guevara in a four-way. That was guff. That was absolutely guff, that match. There were some good matches on that card, don't get me wrong, but that, way, that definitely wasn't one of them. And uh, still half a star, sort of, each way, isn't it? So at four and a quarter stars... Jungle Boy versus Luchasaurus in a steel cage. See, You're telling me. See, that I thought that was. was it, I thought it was a good match, but there's no way it's even close to Taker Michaels. <laughs> and Mo- Moxley versus MJF only got four. Ridiculous. Yeah. Oh, it's what just a no, so it's a joke, isn't it? It's not even worth. I know. Yeah, we're bringing it up. Like it doesn't matter. It's not a real thing. It's an imaginary construct by an absolute cretin. Yeah. But people hang off every word. We just find it amusing because he just con- contradicts himself, talks a lot of bollocks about it, and it means fuck all. And he has made a career and money off it. And I don't, I just don't get it. People, people like to have that gospel person, don't they, to go off? It's like in, I suppose it's a bit like football when someone's watching Gary Neville or some bullshit like that. <laughs> when they can't, when they can't like formulate their own opinion, they have to have someone sort of do it for them. It's a bit like that. It's just, it is just weird, isn't it? It's proper weird. But is is that being sports of Qatar's Gary Neville? <laughs> yeah, it is. <laughs> uh, did you have any more? I've got one more. Yeah, I've got one more. Um, it's from a man that he's he, he lives and breathes cretininity, but he doesn't pop up that often. It's uh, Vince Russo. Um, hey, is he back? It, well, it, must, <laughs> it must be a big one because he doesn't come out of the woodwork for anything less than seven stars, does he? <laughs> no, I just thought, I've, I, do you know what I mean? What he come out with, I just found it to be just ridiculous. It's just a quote from his oh, podcast. Yeah, obviously. 
Well, I mean, yeah, that's no surprise, is it? But it's from his Writing with Russo podcast. And um, right, I'll, I thought I'll it was called bit... The Brand. How many podcasts has he got? He must have a couple, I don't know. Um, Jesus. He's having a pop at Seth Rollins. And don't get me wrong, Seth Rollins at the minute, he isn't always my cup of tea, but this statement here, I think you'll, you, I think you'll agree, he's not been, not, he's not been at his best for maybe a year or so or whatever. I don't know, but um, he's gimmick shit. But I, in the ring, he's always mint. Yeah. So this is what um, Russo's had to say about him on his podcast. He said, "Bro, I want to do the voice. <laughs> oh, do do it, do it, please. I can't do the voice. I can't do it." So he says, "Listen, come on, let's be honest. If you look at Seth Rollins right now." Two levels for the Hall of Fame is what you're looking at, okay? He's a good little hand, right? And number two, he's been there for a while. Guess what, bro? If that's how the Baseball Hall of Fame works, everybody would be in it. If you're there, you're a good little hand, and then if you could stick around for X number of years, everybody would be in it. There's got to be something special, something special about you. What is special about that dude? Right, okay. Seth Rollins is potentially the best wrestler on planet Earth when he's on it on his game. Up potentially, there. yeah, yeah, he's in the, top, in in the, the conversation. conversation. I'm not, a, as I say, I'm not a been a massive fan of his character work over the last six to twelve months, but I don't know if that's necessarily all on him. Mm. He's got, he's got Definitely over with not. it. To be fair, he's got over that with that crowd with it. To be fair to him, um, he puts his, he puts his all into it. It's a shit gimmick in general, but he has, you know, applied himself. Let's just say that, yeah. I just thought it was so disingenuous saying he's a good little hand. I think that's so so insulting to someone who's he's consistently been in the top five, in my opinion, top five pro wrestlers on on the planet since he debuted. Well, since he got to the WWF in it went mainstream anyway. I don't know what your thoughts on it. I just thought it was and then comparing it to like baseball, which is a real sport, if you want to call it that, but it's different, isn't it? This is WWF fake Hall of Fame. Like anyone goes in that fucker. So like, if 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 Donald Trump can go in there, thinking Seth Rollins can fucking deserve to be in there and with merit as well. If you ask me, for me, he's not going to slag off Trump, is he? Because he's a right wing fucking lunatic, Vince Russo. Yeah, I just thought so, it was just proper disingenuous. He's called him a little, a good little hand. Who is he, Jeremy Beadle? Yeah. <laughs> like the stuff with the wither. I don't do the stuff with the wither, Dan. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Russo talks shit. Russo's so desperate to get in the WWE Hall of Fame. It's unreal. Yeah, that's what it is. He wants. He, he thinks he should be in it. That's why. He's, that's why he's going on about isn't it. Pretty exactly. Much. And Rollins isn't even in the in the conversation to you go in the Hall of Fame at all. He's like thirty odd. He's still, got, like, he's still got 10, 15 years in the tank, isn't he? Do you know what I mean? Exactly. If he wants to. Yeah, it's just odd. It's just an odd little attack on, on a really, really talented wrestler. Yeah, he's, he's got, got, he's got deep... more talent in his little finger than Russo's got in his entire fucking body. Let's be honest. He has. I mean, his body of work in ring speaks for itself. I mean, if you're putting. Right, let's think some turd that they've he's, put in he's the had, Hall of Fame. But he's had the three. In my opinion, he's had the three best. In ring WWF matches I've seen all year, him and Cody mm. for me. Yeah, I mean, probably, well, along with uh, uh, Sasha, uh, well, uh, Bianca and and Becky, that was Becky. probably one of my favorite matches that as well. Shame, Seamus Walter one was banging, yeah, that was well. quality. Yeah, yeah, I mean, you could you could put Rollins and Cody's trilogy in there as some of the best matches they've done in, in quite a while, anyway, in my opinion. 
I mean, it's not on Flair Steamboat level trilogy. But... No, obviously not. But in terms of WWF, you don't get quality matches as often as you once did, did you? That's the thing. Not according to David Meltzer, no. <laughs> I've I've got... You know my thoughts on Russo. I think he's a moron. Yeah. And he, he sort of saves him up. He's not like Gilbert. He pops up like every couple of weeks with just to get some attention, idiot comments. Yeah. Or Meltzer, who just... He just spews him out for fun. He just can't stop himself. Yeah. Or Jericho is an attention-seeking bastard of the highest order. <laughs> Tony can Tony can comes out with his shit or does something because he doesn't know better because he's naive as fuck. Yeah. But Rus- Russo saves him up, and he's like, "If I'm doing it, poor, I'm gonna, you know, I'm gonna go full bore, seven star Tokyo Dome, fucking big bastard." And it's idiotic, and it's, it's there's no need for it. He's, yeah, it's, just... it's usual things like blogging that someone's hired him for some sort of consultancy role. Or, or... saying he was involved in the creation of an idea or something or a storyline, yeah. bullshit like that. This is this isn't this is new on the uh, in the Russo Arsenal, just yeah. randomly taking pot shots at a guy. And it's like great, if you don't like the way he wrestles, you don't like the way he wrestles. But I've seen some of the shite you've booked yeah. over the years. Well, I've seen a lot of it, to be fair. I, I ignored TNA, to be fair. Uh, <laughs> but fuck me, how you can say anything about Hall of Fame worthy is... You know, if Bret Hart brought, said it, you'd probably go, well, obviously, Bret Hart or a Michaels or somebody sees something that we don't see, not as in yeah. we, we've we not been in the ring, they can probably see... It's like when you yeah. listen to... like we, all, we bring him up quite a lot, but when you listen to Cornette and you say, like, it, when he says, "Here's why I don't think Kenny Omega's good," X, Y, Z, and he's like, and he and he'll break it down the fundamentals yeah. of facials and blah blah blah. Whereas when you say like Meltzer or or, or Russo, you'll they'll give an opinion, but they won't well, elaborate on that opinion because yeah. there's no what it's just pulled straight from their ass. There's no they've not been there, done it basically. There's no justification for it. They just he's, like when when Meltzer goes on about his fucking stupid wrestling that he likes, then it's like, oh, he just don't get it. But yeah. nobody, he never, nobody says why we don't get it. You explain yeah. it to me, and I might get it. Yeah. But yeah, Russo's the same, man. He just, he'll just pick on some shit that he finds annoying. But sorry, mate, I find Seth Rollins a hell of a lot less annoying than everything you ever fucking did in your career. <laughs> yeah, so, me too. <laughs> what a knobhead. I've got <laughs> one last one, a small yeah. one. It involves cool. us, Mark. All right. We were followed, apropos of nothing. By a website the other week, <laughs> and we've not followed them, they just followed us randomly. <laughs> and it's a website we've actually mentioned on this program quite a bit because it's it's spearheaded <laughs> by a king of the cretins, Chris Jericho. <laughs> so his web is Jericho Twitter page followed us, apropos of nothing, no idea why. <laughs> And uh, I just thought that was massively cretinous because <laughs> he's clearly not fucking listened to it. Whoever whoever runs the guy, web guy James, apparently. <laughs> yeah, if he's listened to it, then he's uh, he's not really uh, looking after his boss's best interest there, is he? <laughs> no, no, he's not. I just thought that was fucking hilariously funny. What a muppet. <laughs> Silly it boy. Was, it was quite funny when I saw it. I was like, what? <laughs> I was really confused by it. <laughs> Not only that, he's followed me personally on that really? account. Oh yeah, and I have no idea why. I got a, Webb, is Jericho followed you? Would you like to follow back? Nope. <laughs> nope. No. Well, it would have, have been Chris, would it? Because he's blocked you. Because Jericho's blocked you. <laughs> exactly. Chris Jericho's blocked me. 
Yeah, he's a gimpy old web page. <laughs> wants to follow me. And now if I follow him back, that's just me, you know, David Beckham in it and like negating all my principles. And, you know, I don't like Chris <laughs> Jericho currently. I don't want it, you know, I don't give a fuck about his website that exposes his own company's business for fucking no apparent reason. <laughs> I don't know. I don't get him. Mr. Olympian Chris Jericho. Yeah, Jesus. Right, what are we going with then? Who's who's credit of the week? Credit of the fortnight, should I say? I mean, it's tough. I'm I'm sick of giving it to Meltzer. I mean, he's just it just it's what you expect from him. He does that thing. He does that all the time, doesn't he? He's yeah. just... doubles down as well. Can't say he's wrong. No, he got... I think a lot of people would have more respect for him if he went. Yeah, fair enough. Home hands up. I got that one wrong. Um, exactly, but. He just can't accept that. He just he has to be the be all and end all, doesn't he, for uh, wrestling news and opinions and blah blah blah. Especially AEW, man. He thinks he's got he's like the inside he's, guy, but apparently he's been he's slagging him off recently. He's not. Yeah. He's not anymore. He's he was even slagging him off the other day. Just batting down the hatches, kind of thing. I think it. I think he might have done actually after the whole the, the whole breakout of the, the all out thing. I think he's maybe just tried to cut the leaks and stuff, but. There's still stuff has coming it, out in there, let's be yeah. honest. Has, has he reigned them three cretins in Adam Page? Well, they're, they're the three main, you know, suspects, aren't they? I doubt it. They're still probably running rough shot, aren't they, or whatever you want to call it, just doing what they want. Got themselves a best of seven series with the old uh, Lucha Brothers and Pack. <laughs> Fucking hellfire. The thing that nobody asked for. <laughs> uh, right, what are you going with, credit of the week? Lots of go Russo, won't you? I think I think he he just doesn't pop up as often, does he? And he but he always comes out with some absolute rubbish. He's always got to win it when he does pop up. Yeah, it's just, I just yeah. found it a proper moronic statement. I think it, it just it breathes cretinity, doesn't it? That that statement, it's just like you t- you try to slag off someone who's got more talent than you've ever fucking dreamed of. So yeah, credit of the week, been through. So cunt. Anyway, yeah. <laughs> on to something a bit more light-hearted. Yeah, you've all been wondering. It's not like I can go on his Twitter page and find out myself what he's been up to, but we'll tell you. We're here. We'll tell you. It's another Woo Watch. Woo! So he started his fortnight <laughs> with a nice with a nice plug on uh, what I do believe was Thanksgiving from the Woo Wings page. He's retweeted it. <laughs> Nobody should have to cook tonight. Order up some of our legendary flavors and World Championship wings. It's Thanksgiving. You know, are you ordering a takeaway on Thanksgiving? Why are you open on Thanksgiving? I'm not American. <laughs> I don't celebrate Thanksgiving. But from what I can gather, no fuckers open on that day. It's just, it, oh. it's like a shutdown, big shutdown. What a crescent. <laughs> That's number one. <laughs> and then after that, I was in some seedy bar, being filmed, doing shots with Wendy, notorious oh. alcoholic Ric Flair. <laughs> <laughs> Him and Wendy are doing shots and he's flirting with some large-breasted blonde behind the bar who looks about 18 years old, but she can't be because it's America, so she's 21 plus. And he's wooing and whipping and all, doing all this. And, you know, hey, do you want to see how cool granddads can be? You know, he loves it. Ric Flair drip. <laughs> and then there's a picture of him and Wendy in the same bar. It's in Tampa, Florida. I'm assuming that's where he lives now. Mm. And he just says, chasing her in Tampa. Richard, you're not chasing fucking anything. <laughs> Who's he chasing? His wife? It's dreadful. Oh, this woman from behind the bar. 
if he's chasing, he's fucked after about three seconds. Do you know what I mean? He's he's seventy four <laughs> years old or something. He looks he's about hundred. He does look. Like, yeah, he, does. <laughs> he looks like he looks like one of the bad guys out of the Masters of the Universe film with Dolph Lundgren. He's he's fucked. <laughs> but he's he's not let that stop him from advertising. And no, nothing will stop that man. I think he might be in partnership with uh, Matt and Nick Jackson though for his latest outing. <laughs> it's it's a new Munt Evis commercial. <laughs> and it's got Richard in a blue blazer with what looks like blood splatters all over it. It's awful. Again, his tailor's had a shocker. But he says, get more bang for your buck with Munt Evist. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> He's That's one of their it. moves, isn't it? More bang yeah. for your buck. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Next, they'll be doing a Meltzer driver off the mountain. <laughs> or maybe that's his favourite sexual position, the Meltzer the melt, driver. The Meltzer driver. That's his favourite, him and Wendy. Or of a, or of a younger women. <laughs> Once he's had his 17 uh, Mont Evis pills and he's uh, raging and ready to go. <laughs> so we, we've covered him and Wendy. Yeah. We, we've covered his advertising. What else would we would, do? We usually cover on a uh, Woo Watch, Mark. <laughs> um, the weed, the weed. What is it? The weed Woo World Tour. <laughs> the Weed World Woo Tour. It's back. <laughs> Where's his stop this week? I have no idea. It doesn't say. <laughs> but he's got he's got Grandma Curtain's uh, blazer on. It's like a a silk flowered. Like peach colour, it's fucking awful. awful. And he's got his um, drip cannon, as we like to call it, which is <laughs> basically blowing all the smoke into people's faces. And Rick and the quote Richard is put out there is Rick Flair dripping like there's no tomorrow. <laughs> Ooh, your choice Ooh. of words, Rick's uh, a bit shady and a bit seedy and a bit grim. If you're so, he's is he saying? He's Ric Flair dripping with the weed, or Rick him Ric Flair as a person is dripping like there's no tomorrow. What's either dripping, Rick? Either way, he knows. dirty. He's cock. As that, as <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, as, I'm thinking he's had Mont Evist, and old Ricky's just dripping. <laughs> he's just got a constant stream. Can't help it. Cannot help it. <laughs> but I do have a question for you, Mark. Go on. Do you know? Like this happens quite often to to everybody, I'm sure. When you go out with your missus for a yeah. meal with your mate and his missus, yeah. What do you talk about? Because you know when your mate's a convicted rapist, what do you talk about? Weed, <laughs> probably. Yeah. So Richard's got his grandma curtains blazer on again, but it's blue and peach oh, flowers this time. And he's with old Mikey Tyson. What, him and Wendy? Mike Ty- Mike Tyson. Him and Wendy with Mike Tyson and Mike Tyson's hostage, I mean, missus. Um, <laughs> Mike, Mike's got, like, a shirt on, a silk shirt that looks like a marbled bathroom floor. <laughs> and, the, and the quote on the Twitter, on the tweet is, we are family with a big love heart and woo. Now, you, you can't pick your family, Rick, but you've seemed to pick, Rapists? I don't know. 
<laughs> well, he just he, he, he rapists probably magnetise to each other, don't they? Because obviously, there's no way never convicted, which... never convicted. <laughs> there's a there's some seriously questionable activity in Ric Flair's past, and it wouldn't put it past him, would you? Let's be honest, and possibly his present. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah, it's 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 weird. Why? <sighs> He's, Mike Tyson's on his new documentary. We didn't mention that. He's got a new documentary oh, yeah. out on on old Peacock, Cock, Cock. I've just watched the advert. Oh, dear. <laughs> oh, dear. The trailer oh, dear, for it. Because oh, he's, he's, he can't talk when he's saying two words. <laughs> so how the fuck are they going to get like an hour and a half, two hour documentary about him? And it's the one he, he's, he's, he's making sure... Everyone knows that this is the real documentary because he did one with 30 30, yes, it? yeah, ESPN thirty for thirty a couple of years ago, and apparently they edited the fuck out of it and he made him in a bad light. Which no, you make yourself in a bad light, Rick. <laughs> you know your whole life is pretty shady. Yeah, but yeah. So on the on Boxing Day, you've got a you've got a lovely Ric Flair documentary on the Peacock if you in America. If you're not in America. Produced, do you think, with the peacock? Yeah, it will be because yeah. they don't have the network anymore. I'm sure it's going to be a problem on the network over here. Yeah. So we can all we can all sit down with our families on Boxing Day. Let's <laughs> Cra- <laughs> put cr- some rich flair on. <laughs> crack open a box of celebrations that your grandma got you. <laughs> stick stick some Rick Flair on every single advert during said documentary. Will be Mont Everest <laughs> car, car Shield one Rick Flair drip. Because remember, guys, it always you always go woo on a bitch, Ric Flair dripping, <laughs> and woo wings as well. Last and one. woo wings, there's going to be a woo wings advert on it. There's going to be a Conrad Thompson mortgage guy bollocks, and what better way to cap off the holiday season <laughs> with a Ric Flair documentary that you will have to use subtitles, closed caption for? Because <laughs> you got you got you got Rick you got Rick and Tyson speaking quite heavily on it, so. Yeah, that's not going to be good, is it? <laughs> so this fortnight, we watch is he's been he's been quite active. He sort of covered all bases of the flare, you he's know, Venn diagram. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's done absolutely everything you'd expect from the man in two weeks and more. I know. I'm <laughs> waiting for it. I'm waiting for him sitting down in a Santa costume with his Ric Flair drip, with sort of scantily clad. Young women elves. around him, yeah, dressed <laughs> as fucking elves. Some, Rick Flair's little help, nature's little helpers, or something. Yeah, that you could just you could just envision that in your head when you've said it. Okay, yeah, yeah, it's grim <laughs> as fuck. Oh, God, <laughs> with the big so, gold belt. <laughs> so we'll put we'll put the nail in that coffin because I'm sure the nail will be in his coffin soon enough. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. <laughs> but we uh, we'll go to a, a company that is synonymous with the legacy, well, the tarnishing, the ever tarnishing <laughs> legacy of Ric Flair, as we uh, as we head to uh, Nitro, fourth of November, nineteen ninety six, Grand Rapids, Michigan.
would you take a look at this? Speaking of the Raptors, somewhere here in the arena, there is Sting obviously watching the proceedings here tonight, Larry. Well, he's actually haunting the place. Look at the man. He has no soul. He thinks he's the phantom of the opera or somebody. Not only is Sting here, also in the in the arena, the giant Ted DiBiase of the NWO, they are looking up towards Sting. I wonder what in the world is going on here. If that is maybe a stare down or possibly if something is in the works between Sting and the NWO. Nitro is on the air. Hi, one of our most important telecast in the history of WCW Monday Nitro. Tonight, not only will you see Lex Luger and Booker T in a return match, you know the NWO is here, you know Sting is here somewhere. Tonight, we began a tournament to crown a new WCW Ladies Champion, as you see the belt right in front of us. But more importantly than all of that, fans, as we talked about the entire weekend, Eric Bischoff is not here tonight. He is in Portland, Oregon. He left this weekend. Negotiations are going on, meeting with Rowdy, Roddy Piper, trying to sign what will be, no doubt, and would be the match of the decade between Piper and Hollywood Hulk Hogan. Boy, and what a set of events it has. You know, Tony, in the 1970s when gasoline was 35 cents a gallon, they made everybody line up and ration it because they said it was a big shortage. Of course, now, 20 years later, when it's $1.30 a gallon, there's plenty for everybody, and you people don't mind paying the price. It's manipulation through intimidation. The same concoction the New World Order is using to spread paranoia. Problem for Hollywood Hogan is Rowdy Roddy Piper isn't here for WCW, and he's not caught up in the paranoia. We'll take you back to WCW. So, Larry and Tony, Sting in the rafters. Yeah, he's uh, he's getting a bit creepy, Sting already. I'm feeling like you know, mm, it's into like voyeurism. <laughs> so it is. I think I think we're gonna have different opinions on the Sting thing as it goes on. I can feel it already because I think it's quite cool. You would you like Batman? Yeah, I, well, it's yeah, it's quite quite the vibes of that, isn't it? I just like the like the stalkerish vibes to it. Um, I think it looks quite cool. I saw quite a bit of it when I was a kid, but and I remember buzzing off it. Yeah, and I think I will get more into it. It's only like the second as it develops. It? Yeah, he's he's not really done anything other than look a bit weird. <laughs> so, but you we'll can you can you can already feel the crowds absolutely losing for him. I, I know they were anyway when he was like the, the surfer, but the crowd's so like intrigued by it, aren't they? Well, yeah, that's it. That's it, and it's just it's just building and building and building this. This sort of enigmatic character, sort of scenario and character. Yeah, Larry says that Sting has no soul, <laughs> and he thinks he's the Phantom of the Opera, <laughs> <laughs> which he possibly does. Who knows? <laughs> it's quite a good line, to be fair, isn't it? <laughs> for, for Larry, definitely. DBOC and the Giant are in the crowd looking up at Sting. They didn't wave or anything, but. <laughs> Vincent was but, there as well, I think. Yeah, probably. It just mean, been added. It just been added to his million hit list, and then he just. Yeah. <laughs> That's why Sting's so miserable. It was. It was number. You know, eight hundred ninety-four thousand seven hundred twenty on Virgil's hit list. <laughs> oh, then we get the sort of the big talking point of the entire night, which sort of runs for the entire show. 
Bischoff is in intense negotiations with Piper uh-huh. uh, to to book the the match of the decade. They keep they continue to call it. It's not the match of the decade. <laughs> well, apparently, last week was the uh, one of the most important telecasts in the history of Nitro. <laughs> <laughs> Only of Nitro, though, not of our sport or our business. <laughs> At least they turned Nitro's it down. A, well, that's it, Nitro will have been going a year, so I can probably give him that one. <laughs> and then Larry, sort of, they, 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 they expand on the Piper stuff a little bit, and Larry Larry says quite an interesting point. I quite I quite liked it, actually. He said he, petrol analogy. <laughs> not that bit. <laughs> the bit where he was like... So he's got up an analogy. <laughs> so, so like your petrol is a bit, bit, bit petrolly, bit obvious. <laughs> Diesel, um, unleaded. What does that mean? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> uh, so Larry says that Piper's not consumed by the paranoia of WCW, which I thought was quite a good line. Um, no, it is. Yeah, I'll give him he that. He says that it makes him extremely dangerous to Hogan. Which I thought was good because he's sort of his own single entity. He's not really part of WCW, so I thought it was a good line. But any thought, any further thoughts on that? No, I think we've pretty much covered that. A I decent think... opening for one from Larry, apart from the odd. It was. It was. It was. <laughs> <laughs> no racism. No Brexit chat. It was, it was no. fine. <laughs> no gammon. No smoked gammon. <laughs> well, then we get to our um, our opening matchup. It's a bit of B and B, Brad and Bagwell, and because of that, we hear possibly the most catchy song that's been in my head since I watched it: "American Males, American Males, American Males." <laughs> I mean, you're, you're right; it is catchy, but so syphilis. <laughs> oh, I just I, I couldn't. I've, I've had that song in my head since I watched it. I can't get out my head. <laughs> it's fucking ridiculous. It's always nice to get some Brad, though. Oh, God, yeah. Yeah. Uh, he looks glorious. Looking glorious, as usual, tonight, with that hair. With that squeal for me, boy. Haircut. <laughs> yeah. The American males get a fucking lovely reaction. Yeah. Sh- sh- shame they're on the cusp of breaking up, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> it's, an, it's an interesting matchup, though, isn't it? Two guys that we've been, we've, been, we've been enjoying. We don't get to see Bagwell that often, though, to be fair. But always, always like a bit of Brad. So um, I was quite enjoy- I was quite looking forward to this one. What did you reckon? They get they get a shitload of pyro, don't they? The American yeah. males and like the, the crowd is red everything. hot. Yeah, the crowds. I think the crowd was a hot crowd in general tonight. But like, it was a really good big. crowd. I felt. So we get a, a lock up, and it's a seven point nine by Brad on the steamboat scale. Not bad. Then Bagwell counters with a seven point seven on the steamboat scale. It was a bit. It was a bit dragon heavy. I was liking it. Yeah. Uh, anything speaking over seven. Of which, speaking of which, seventy-year-old Ricky Steamboat banged out a nine, bang straight off, straight off the bat the other week. What a, what a legend! In his little comeback match, what a guy! Yeah, and uh, it was it was infinitely faster than Ricky Morton's the other week. And yeah, <laughs> the thing is with with Steamboat, he didn't have to come back, but he came back just to go. Yeah, I can still do it. Flair, yeah, Flair was desperate, <laughs> and it showed. <laughs> Flair needed the cash. Yeah. Steamboat probably just does it. It's like, yeah, you know, you know what? I should really still keep in shape, shouldn't I? I'll, I'll just go yeah. and have a bit of a workout with with Dax and Cash. Yeah, what a, what a legend! What an absolute I bet, legend he is! I bet, I bet them sort of proper chubby being in the ring with him. Of course, it, they, you know, they've lived their dream for the last twelve. <laughs> well, Brett, well, Brett, <laughs> they had the Brett thing, didn't they? The other month where Brett was managing them and 
getting to work with Steamboat. I bet they were absolutely loving it. Yeah. Just they just wish they'd be booked better. <laughs> yeah, that's it. That's it. So it was a lovely start, like we like we said, like very steamboaty, which which is fucking great in my book. Yeah. The scoop scoop slam exchange and it sort of ended in a stalemate. The headlock and head scissors exchanges. It was really nice stuff to start off with. Really nice. It was. Bagwell's proper over with his crowd. Oh, he's over as fuck. I you can tell why though, can't you? Yeah, because he's a good looking bloke. Good looking lad, in, in good nick, good in the ring. He's got everything you read, really, isn't he? Hires the wrong people for his Twitter. <laughs> you know? <laughs> but I thought it was a bit daft how he didn't take advantage of anything. He kept, kept clapping in the middle of stuff and thinking, oh, you prat. Yeah. Like... Baby face, big time, though, isn't he? There's some really nice um, escapes from the head scissors by Brad, where he's sort of doing headstands and then popping out, and I thought that was lovely. He's, yeah. so, he's so fucking good, Brad. And then we go to a break, and we're back. I don't know why I paused, like there was a break, <laughs> like we were having a commercial break, Montevis <laughs> commercial flipping in there. <laughs> They're still evil. Evil. Even. Even. And uh, Brad does two 8.3s in quick succession on the steamboat. Wow. They were, fil- they were filthy. Yeah, really good. Bag- Bagwell proper sees his ass and slaps Brad in the face. The genesis Spattering, of uh, of a heel turn there, maybe. Yeah, having a little paddy Ronaldo style. <laughs> then Brad sees his ass back and goes fucking full pelt, forearms and that absolute grade A star drop kick. Loved it. It's absolutely picture perfect, isn't it? Yeah, clotheslines him out, and Bagwell's back in with a flying clothesline, air pillman style. Yeah, he doesn't cover. Just claps. Yeah. Which I thought was really weird. There's a there's a bit of a nasty streak to Babyface. Did you not fi- did you not find it like he was sort of almost patronising with the clapping, though, in a way? Oh, have you found some nuance in there? Oh, yeah, I've, nuance. <laughs> I don't know if I... if I it, 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 just the, it's the, It's facials and stuff like that. I don't know if he was just playing up to it. I don't know. It's, I got Possibly. that impression, potentially. Possibly. Who knows what goes yeah. on in the mind of uh, the Taskmaster's booking. <laughs> Yeah, that's it. It's <laughs> a so nice drop kick by Bagwell, and he clotheslines Brad out, and he takes a fucking heavy bump off that man. That um, and then he, he hit an absolute corker of a springboard, didn't he? Cross body, massive impact. That you mean a Pescado? <laughs> Pescado. <laughs> that, that, that was one of them where it's like cross body springboard, but he didn't fucking take about eight years to set it up, and Brad wasn't just stood there going. Let me just catch you, son. <laughs> but see, this is the problem now because Brad whomped his head on the floor proper yeah. and levered his head, man. That I felt it. It. it was grim. The giant yeah. and Ted have fuck off. They've, They've seen enough. One. They've seen enough. They have. Brad, it's a tornado DDT for two. There's a gut buster by Bagwell, and then they're like 100 miles an hour in the ropes. Yeah. And a big cross body for Bagwell for free. I thought it was a really nice TV match. I enjoyed it. Yeah, what about you? Uh, yeah, I, I really liked it. Yeah, I thought it was really fun. I thought Bagwell looked great. I thought Brad looked good. I think they both complemented each other quite well because you got, you know, Brad's more of a technical guy, isn't he? But, but Bagwell can quicken it up and a bit more of a sort of high, high, sort of innovative offense with the springboards and stuff like that. And I thought it was a really fun opener. And I just, I, I'm really, I really enjoy Bagwell when he's on the show. I mean, I've never really, yeah. never really seen him an awful lot of him really because. He was so I never really saw WCW. Obviously, I was, I was a bit too young to watch the sort of later ends of it, and I don't know if he was featured that much. But I think he's quite good, 
and he never really did out in WWF, did he? But yeah, I enjoyed it. I enjoy watching a bit of Brad. He's just he's consummate and he? he's just quality. Yeah. But yeah, it was a good TV match, good opener, got me into the got me into the show, I found. Yeah, me too. And then it carried on with a nice uh, nice little favourite of ours coming out next. Yeah. Old Diamond Dallas Piz Age, as they call him. Nobody calls him that. <laughs> Smells like yoga. <laughs> Smells like yoga emanating from the speakers. Page is, Page is clearly feeding off the crowd, turning in baby yeah. face. Do you know what I mean? His entrance yeah. gets like more and more charismatic every week. Yeah. And I think he, he just looks cool as fuck. He, he really does. does. For the 90s, he looks cool as fuck. He, he's just like, he instantly stands out, doesn't he? Yeah. Instantly stands oh, yeah. out. That's Star all you want. That's all you want in a wrestler, isn't it? If if you stand out, you've got half the job done. But you've got obviously you've got. But he's got the the tools as well to execute, it, and he's got the charisma as well. So it's just. Whereas, like someone like Luchasaurus, he does stand out. out. He looks like Shame. a fucking dinosaur, but he's turd. <laughs> yeah, that's it. You've got you've got to have you've got to have more more strings to your bow, haven't you, than just standing out? And he's got all the tools, really. Four and a half stars in a cage. Remember. <laughs> I love Ice Train's choo-choo electro music. I think it's fucking great. <laughs> I, love I love it. it. <laughs> it's so <Ooh>. good. <laughs> I like 80s like electro. I quite like that a bit of Ice Train. I was going to start body popping and doing the boogaloo and shit. It's, it's fucking mint. <laughs> he, has a, he, has a, he has a sequin towel. Bit jazzy. Yeah. The towel's a gimmick for him, isn't it? Ever since that towel got thrown in by Teddy <laughs> yeah. that time, like that's become a thing for him. <laughs> well, don't have sequins on it. It's hardly going to sort of absorb your sweat, is it? No, not at all. And the first thing, one of the first things you notice when they're both in the ring is you can see that that glorious neck brace. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Here he is. It's Nicky Patrick involved involved in a Teddy Long match. You, you just know what's going to happen. <laughs> you just know it's going to be. <laughs> Some fuckery again. <laughs> yeah, but even though you know what's coming, you love it. I yeah. I, I can't get enough of it, mate. <laughs> I can't either. And then you see Paige and Patrick having a little quiet word. You think, oh, what's going on there? What, what, what are they saying? Well, that, that's clearly like a little like foreshadowing in, in a you know the NWO's pursuit of him. Yeah, yeah, that's what it is. Do you reckon, it, do you reckon and, that that's the sort of thing they're trying to do? He's trying to recruit him and sort of... I, yeah. I, definitely, I definitely think the NWO are trying to recruit Paige. Yeah. Tony's convinced that Paige is already in the NWO. Yeah. Hall and Nash are flexing in the crowd of the belts. Yeah. Still no talking, though. Still no talking, but to be fair, no fucker talk from the crowd this week, thankfully. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. Paige tries the patented Ice Train Full Nelson and gets bumped off. <laughs> Ice Train overpowers him as the outsiders leave. They both work over each other's arms. Paige gets a guillotine and a top, top rope flying clothesline, which was nice. Teddy and Patrick are arguing as, as Paige gets the heat on Ice Train. Just fucking... Or, as I've put it, Ice T, I've put him here, because, you know... <laughs> I mean, he's not going to appear on, you know, Law and Order, Law and Order. SVU. <laughs> but he, he could possibly be the dopest, flyest... Hardcore, hardcore ghetto gangster motherfucker on the planet. <laughs> Styles Clash-esque pancake slam for two. Yeah. Swinging neck breaker for two. But uh, old Ice T presses him onto Patrick, who sells like fucking peak Shawn Michaels. <laughs> that was fucking brilliant, that, wasn't it? <laughs> it was funny as fuck. 
just proper <laughs> oversells. It's like it was like watching Michael Hogan. <laughs> <laughs> what a guy Nicky Patrick is. <laughs> I, I've trained no sells the kicks and makes a comeback with a vertical, and he gets a power slam for a very slow two count. <laughs> There's a sent on splash and a standing frog splash for two. I thought that was quite nice for a big fella. He was. Clotheslines page out. Patrick goes out to check on page, and the outsiders are in. Bang. Clock train with the belts, which he, he barely sells. It, sells. He knows <laughs> sells it, doesn't he? That's, that was one of the worst things. He proper no sold it. <laughs> watching, watching too many Road Warriors matches. <laughs> Teddy's going absolutely fucking apoplectic at fucking old <laughs> Nicky P. Page spins him and bang, diamond cut for free. Yeah. Great. I thought, I thought it was, it was fine. I thought it was good. Yeah. I thought it was decent, especially for an ice train match. I thought it was quite good. Um, to be fair, I, I think Ice Train's getting better. I think he's getting a bit better. He's, I mean, the no-sell oh, yeah. was a bit shitty. I mean, fair enough, but I suppose... If he's got the right guy with him, he, you know, you can get some out of him. Yeah, and I think it, it doesn't... That, that that finish doesn't really hurt him, does it? Because obviously he's he's had to get took out by NWO, so... Oh, exactly. Um, I yeah, thought then. it added more... Added more to the Patrick angle. Yep. It had, like, the Patrick and Long angle, and this sort of page... Outsider's angle is actually looking class now. Yeah, it's starting to. So it did. It did its job on several levels. I thought it was really good. It furthered it might, might not, two or three things, yeah. didn't it? Yeah, yeah. Might not have been the best in-ring match you will see tonight, but it it was the one that got the job done the most. Yeah. If that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. Completely agree. I thought it like you said. Not not never going to write home about it or anything like that, but uh, good. Good match, further two or three angles, yeah. and and just you know, Page rolls on, and hopefully he's got bigger things in the in his sort of horizon coming up. Looking forward to seeing the development of that NWO sort of stuff as well. Then we get old Dino. Dino's <laughs> out for another cruiserweight defense against Scotty Riggs. So you get you get it double bubble American males, man. That's what it is. You can't. That's not fair. That you can't have it on twice. <laughs> you can't do that. Wow. That's, you get, you, get the, you get the pure cheese of the American males and you get the absolute chalk of old Dino. <laughs> <laughs> the thing is, you know when Dean's music started playing, I thought, oh, it's Ray and Ray and Scotty Riggs here. Because <laughs> their music oh, sounds so similar. Same, yeah. <laughs> what do you think of this, then? It was all right, actually. I thought, you know, all, all business Dean's down, you know, all the nicknames again, as usual. And uh, we get... We get the announcement that he's, as we thought it was going to be, he's scheduled to face psychosis at the pay-per-view coming up. The Brian May. <laughs> um, apparently, it's the first time that these two men have met, uh, Riggs and Malenko, that is. And, like, apparently Riggs has got a weak shoulder. So the commentary is like, yeah. that's the sort of thing that Dean's going to work on. He's going to, he's going to zero in on that quickly. But then we see six sort of stumbling into the crowd. He's pissed as fuck, isn't he? Um, he, got, he got the right match this week, though, to be fair. That's our point. He's, he's in the right fucking match this time. He, we, we, we've been on a, going on about the cruiserweight belt for the last two or three weeks. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and then you've got the NWO placards and banners coming past as well. So that's all. But luckily, six doesn't speak. So that's always a good thing. We don't want to hear any, make some noise. <laughs> It's just absolute fucking liability. He looked off his head, didn't he? Absolutely off his head. 
<laughs> yeah, I thought it was a good match. I mean, uh, as as I say, Malenko sort of worked. He tried to go. For, uh, Riggs went shoulder first into rink post at one point, and then Malenko was like, "Right, here we go. I'm in zoned." Yeah, yeah, that's what you want. No sort of wasted motion, as as you say. And then Riggs gets a little bit of sort of comeback. You know, like with drop kicks and springboards. He's just not as good as Bagwell. That's the only thing with him. He does a really similar mood set, move set, yeah, but he just doesn't. It doesn't click as well for me. He's not got the charisma of Bagwell, has he? No, he doesn't. He, he sort of just he just looks like a budget version of him, which uh, may be a little bit harsh, but I just he just doesn't stand out as much for me. Riggs sort of goes up. Riggs goes up top at one point, and Dean wobbles the rope, and he, he get he has a bit of a nasty spill outside. I don't know if that was a botch or if it was intentional or not. Looked a bit, looked a bit iffy. Um, yeah, and then he gets back in, and and, and Malenko's was this sort of really odd, comp, like is, was it an Oklahoma roll? Oklahoma thing? roll. Yeah, for a free. I thought that finish was fucking well, like so. Like, I've never seen that before. I don't think. I mean, unless I've unless it's just missed me. I just thought it was really cool finish for some reason, and then. He wins, obviously he retains the title. Other than that, it was it wasn't much really to talk about with that one. It was it was just sort of very standard, really. I don't know about you. It was all right. I mean, it served a purpose because it sort of sold the seeds of the American male splitting up with because obviously yeah. Bagwell just launches him back in like he couldn't give a shit. Don't like give a fuck, yeah, yeah. That bumpy talk sort of off off the turnbuckle onto the apron and out onto the floor. That was a pretty nasty bump. It was a great bump, but it looked painful as fuck. Yeah, I, I thought it was. It was obviously it's nowhere near Dean's best match. No, but you know it's still decent. You can't you can't pick many holes in it. No, there's nothing wrong with it. It was just sort of it was just there, wasn't it? It wasn't sort of it didn't really wasn't an amazing match. But I suppose no. you're right. It does sort of sow those early seeds for the the breakup, which is a shame considering the the crowd reaction they got. But we'll have to see how that goes. Yeah, we'll we'll see because he or Bagwell. Could work. Yeah, it could do. And then they, they also announced that it's gonna be Dean and Ray on, on the Saturday night show again. Um Fuck so sake. we'll miss that, unfortunately. Uh, uh, Saturday. The <laughs> recap uh Mongo using the briefcase on Eddie last week. Yeah. Which uh comes into Chris Benoit with woman versus yeah. Tom Selleck. Hector Guerrero. <laughs> Tom Selleck. <laughs> Fucking hell. So it's like the gimmick is if you're facing Eddie. You've got to face one of his family members first. Yeah. <laughs> so, so the so the old gobbledygooker comes down in a silver tinfoil cape. Is that who he was? <laughs> yeah, the gobbledygooker. <laughs> his cape looked like. Do you know what they give to people after they've been like found yeah, yeah. lost up a mountain and they wrap it round them? <laughs> Or they've been in a fire or something. It's cold, and they just get that on you after after a long marathon, and they put it round. <laughs> Benoit's uh, still taped up, but not as much. They have yeah. an inset with Sullivan and Hart. I couldn't hear but... him that well, to be honest, in that promo. No, a bit they quiet. don't really work with the crowd, do they? Because obviously yeah. the, the crowd drowns it out. Jimmy Hart says uh, Benoit said that Sullivan wasn't the man he used to be, but he'll find out how much of a man he really is. And then Sullivan says, uh, you can have it the easy way or the hard way. Whichever way, I'll see you in the bathroom, which I thought was quite funny. <laughs> Are they going to have a bathroom match or something? Well, they went into the bathroom at yeah. that. Oh, the yeah. Bog, didn't they? Yeah, I forgot about that, yeah. Which I thought was quite funny. 
Well, it was. But it, there's, then, a woman, there's a woman in the men's jam. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that one. <laughs> yeah, that's the one. God, I miss Dusty. But again, Sullivan's serious. If you take Hart out of the equation, Sullivan's serious, calm, yeah. methodical, sinister. You know, that's what you want to see, not this fucking leprechaun knobhead fake eyebrow shit. The, the, this reinvention of the dungeon's been a little bit better, hasn't it? It's been... It's 100%. Sort of took away all yeah. the, the corniness of it and the fucking hokey stuff. It's been a bit better. I'm, see, I'm interested to see how it develops in the next few weeks. Yeah, me too. There's some nice quick counters, and then there's an 8.5 by the gobbledy. <laughs> that's good. That's really good. It, honestly, I mean, I think it must be a Guerrero thing. You can just do yeah. mid arm drags. <laughs> so he does a head scissors takedown twice. Benoit's out and a lovely elevated splash with the ropes by the uh, by the old Gooker. <laughs> Smartly posts Benoit's shoulder so he can work on it. And he works yep. it with a, an abdominal stretch. And then he hits a backbreaker. And then he rips and twists his arm, which was lovely work. And he wraps it around really his leg and puts the torque on it. And then stomps it, and then they go into a break, obviously. Get an NWO t-shirt ad. The back, and Benoit's in control. Yeah. A vertical into a guillotine, and he's working the ribs in the midsection of Hector as if it was Eddie. Like, it don't matter which one you yeah. are. Yeah, which one of the Guerreros, I'm just going to fucking go for you. That's my game plan for him, so it's going to be the same for you. Yeah, I like that. Yeah. There was a pop-up gut buster. It was fucking stunning. That was... Yeah, it was like a... Would you call it like an atomic gut buster? It was fucking naughty, that. It was like, do you know when Steen does that pop-up power bomb? Yeah, oh, yeah. In the air? I thought it was a bit like that. Yeah, but... yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was fucking naughty. Yeah, it was it looked, it looked nasty in the best possible way. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> then he puts him in that uh, modified, like, low abdominal stretch again because, obviously, you don't want to rag his, his arm at all. Yeah. That's so, in, that's so creative, isn't it? It really is. Yeah. But what, what, what beat that was uh, old Gobbledygooker knocks out an 8.5 to escape. Yeah. He was great, to be fair to him. Hector Guerrero's brilliant, yeah. Yeah. He gets another gut buster. Like Benoit's like dominating him, like constantly moving, working the ribs constantly. Yeah. There's no wasted motion. It was just vicious. Small package hope spot for two by uh, Hector. Yeah. Our two mid-match, obviously, standard, fuck's sake. <laughs> Fucking annoying. And then, and then because you get because you get like this hour two and like everyone's tuning in at this point, they they start they're not even going on about the match anymore. They're no. going on about the Piper thing. And do, I, this could Fucking just be Piper. me. This could just be me. Are they they're massively overdoing the Piper thing, aren't they? In what respect? Like I know he's like legendary and stuff like that. But they're saying he's like a, as big an icon as Hogan. For me, he's not even close to being as big an icon as Hogan. And I hate Hogan. He was for a not... period of time in, in the 80s. Like, really? They were going, yeah, first WrestleMania, yeah. <sighs> not for me. Well, this is my opinion, but I just think they're overdoing it a bit with him. In pop culture, he was for a bit. I mean, but he was, he was, Hogan was always there. Yeah. Where he sort of, Piper was sort of in and out, like after WrestleMania three, fucked off for a bit and mm. stuff like that. So he was never, he was never like a constant, like Hogan yeah. was. But I think, I think for a period of time, you could argue that they were, you know, on equal pegging. I just, I know, not, I, I know, not all I just, the time. Is it just revisionist that I've not seen enough of that? Where they've, where they've, they've do you know what I mean? Hogan, Hogan versus Piper, mid eighties. 
hot fucking feud, man. Really, seriously mm. hot feud. Piper was just a heat getting motherfucker. He really was. Mm. Iconic heel, Piper. hundred percent. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah, he gets two roll ups, roll up hope spots for two. Head scissors by old Hecky G. Does punch combos and then he does like fucking keepy uppies with him <laughs> when he's like balanced on the turnbuckle and he's just like, yeah, that yeah, was well good. That. That. <laughs> with both his feet like underneath. It. Yeah, I love that. <laughs> and then the mad swat ro- rocks out a fucking Terry Funk Kiwi roll. Yeah, fucking lovely. He was he was really good. I thought I was really surprised. And he gets two for that. Woman yanks on his hair. Hecky G obviously has a word. And yeah. Benoit rolls in for free with a foot on the ropes. I thought it was fucking extremely good TV match. Yeah, it was, it was really, really good. The only, the only small gripe was the, the, the woman sort of fucked the, fucked the distraction up a little bit. She think Jamie yeah. sort of fell into the ring, but you can let that off. You let that slide. And Benoit gives it hasta la vista Guerrero in a, in the camera. <laughs> Clearly been either learning conversational Spanish or just watched a few Arnie films. <laughs> yeah, I thought it was, I thought this was superb, really. Um, really surprised me because I, I, do you know what I mean, you know, when you, you know, when you just sort of see someone that you're not ex- Hector Guerrero, I was like, I don't really know about if he's any good or he's just like the shit brother. Do you know what I mean? Like the Phil Neville or they're, something like that. Or... <laughs> they're all they're all pretty fucking good, let's be yeah, honest. Yeah, you know that's I mean? they're probably all trained at the same time and stuff, didn't they? So I just thought it was really, really surprised me. I really enjoyed it. I thought Benoit was brilliant as as he sort of usually yeah, is. Uh, I thought Guerrero was superb. I wouldn't mind seeing him have a few more matches on, on Nitro against a few people. So whether that's smoke him out for a bit. Was he? Smoke him out for a bit, yeah, yeah. Whether he, we see enough more of him on Nitro or not, I don't know. But I wouldn't mind seeing him again. Um, and I think it obviously, I like I like that sort of the, the protecting the Guerrero lineage thing. I, that it's it's a bit like it's a bit like the Ron it's a bit like the Ron Stud when you're facing the giant thing. It's quite you expect it, but like <laughs> yeah. I, I, think it, I think it works better. I think it works better for yeah, me. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, I really I really enjoyed it. Like you, I thought it was a really fantastic TV match and makes Benoit look yeah. great as well. What if you did that with like Bray Wyatt? You had to go for his family, get get yeah. Wall Street out. You can't get. I was going to say Barry Windham, but he's actually in intensive care. He's had a heart attack. Yeah, that's bad, don't it? You can't get him out. You have to get Bo Dallas out. You'd have to Bo leave. Dig up Black Jack Mulligan. <laughs> you'd have you'd have tough work getting through those chin locks, though, wouldn't you? Oh. Well. <laughs> See more of this prick later. <laughs> so, Mark's mate, the giant, is eating in the crowd because he's always eating. You see, they recap, they, they cr- recap that absolutely pap promo by him from yeah. the other week. They played the whole fucking thing. I know. I skipped it. Why? I knew what it was. I knew what it was. I'm like, I'm not watching this again. Fuck that. But <laughs> we get Mike Tanay, and he's with uh, old Double Jizzle, Benoit, Mongo, and the depleted devilish of. Woman and Roboto. Take you over now to the special interview and our colleague Mike today. Mike? Thanks very much, Tony. Jeff Jarrett, it's become quite obvious the serious injuries to the Nature Boy Ric Flair and Arn Anderson that as we head into World War III, the four horsemen are at far less than 100% strength. Well, you're talking to the lead horse and the old saying goes, we may be down, but we're not out. Because I've watched those guys' career from afar. And I know one thing. When they get together, the NWO will go down. 
Let me tell you the way it is, Mike. Any business pertaining to the horseman shall be dealt with accordingly by a horseman. Mike, listen, listen. In the age of free agency, I don't understand how somebody can just walk through a door and sit his butt down in the seat and say, this is my house, mister. I got my foot in the door, Jared. Will you listen to me, boy? And another thing, baby, you see that shirt zipper head? It says four horsemen. And Chris and myself will be keeping vigilant, baby, until those two old horsemen, Arn Anderson and Ric Flair, who are tougher than boot leather. Oh, yes, they will be back. And then they'll be held to pay from the horsemen, baby. And as far as I'm concerned, Chris and woman, this four horsemen interview is over. Jeff Jarrett. I know one of the things that concerns you is the fact that no one in World Championship Wrestling has stepped up and taken that leadership role against the NWO. That's exactly right. As I was saying, Mike, you want to talk about leadership. You want to talk about WCW versus NWO. You want to talk about WCW winning the war. Well, in order for that to happen, oh WCW, my. like I said two weeks ago, has to unite. That's right, the four horsemen in the Dungeon of Doom got to put their things aside, clear things up. Luger and Anderson, Look put your this. personal business aside. Nasty boys, all I got to say to you two fat doughboys is actions speak louder than words. And Piper, that's right, you got to wipe, wipe that Hollywood makeup off your face and get in the ring and see if you still got it, because I've got it. Because Ric Flair said I had it, he said I could walk the walk and talk the talk. When I get the gun, I shoot a bullseye every time. Don't wrap me up, pal. When I get the ball, I score a touchdown every time. When I say I'm going to do something, I do it every time. You can't say that about Sting. No, he's walking around in some catwalk. He's not even in the game. The last time he's in the game, he fumbled the ball. But he's he walked listening. out at ball brawl. He turned his back on the people. That's right, he turned his back on the people that made him, and that's WCW. So you can X his name off the list, but you can't say that about Flair, because he may get on his horse again. The big white stallion rides Space Mountain one more time and lead us to victory. It may be Piper. I may have to do it, but one way or another, Hogan, you and the rest of your NWO flunkies are going down. That ain't no threat. That's a promise. Strong words from Jeff Jarrett. I'm guessing. I'm guessing Jarrett is just like an honorary horseman now, but like well, apparently not. <laughs> but but yeah, like that's what I thought at first. And he was like, he was like, I'm the main horse, and it's like, all oh, right, so he's in them now. And then Benoit chimes in, and he's like, this is a matter for only official horsemen and all this. Yeah. And then and then Mongo it's, it's has not a got pop. his membership card yet. <laughs> <laughs> then Mongo has a pop saying that you know he said that Jarrett jammed his foot in the door and all this, and it's like. And Jarrett's just got no response. Like he doesn't even like. There's no riposte from him at all. Like he just he just goes, oh, fair enough. Like there's just no, there's no yeah. there's nothing that comes back. They fuck off, and then Jarrett's back on the mic again. It's just like there's no mention of it. So uh, Mike doesn't mention it. He doesn't mention it. So it's just like mm. you've just been stood there five yards from him, and they're basically slagging you off. off. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And you've had you've to say. I just thought it was a bit weird, really. Um, when he starts talking again, though, Jarrett, it's the same shit he always says. It's he's like been saying it for a few weeks, now, hasn't he? Yeah, he's like talks about leadership. Got wooden goff sting in the crowd. WCW after unite, etc. He calls the nasty boys uh, two fat dough boys and says action speaks louder than words. <laughs> I, I enjoyed that bit. 
Yeah, it was. It, it was. <laughs> but it is the same stuff every week. He bigs himself yeah. up, obviously. Yeah. Uh, he says things shit pretty much that he's turned his back and the NWO were going down. But he was like, when I get a gun, I always hit the target. When I get the ball, I always score a touchdown and all this. It's like when when I see a former Olympian's wife, I always get him. <laughs> and somehow didn't get my head kicked in. <laughs> well, he's in AEW now. Mark Henry, watch out. <laughs> and he was like, he, did he, he also said that Sting turned his back and that he's like, that can't be said for Flair and all this. It's like, where's Flair tonight? I know he's injured, but. <laughs> I've been cutting promos, man. Yeah. And then we cut back and we've got Larry, Tony, and Bobby, and they're there to discuss Sting. They push Sting away. Bobby's like, he relied too much on his friends and his fans and he didn't know how to react, which I thought was quite good. He's mm. searching his soul and that makes him dangerous. Yeah. You talk bad. Hogan and Piper and Tony says it's a match made in heaven and match of the decade. Fuck off. <laughs> Don't be silly. <laughs> match made in heaven. Jeez. Not at this point in their careers, Jesus. No. And then he <laughs> says, we'll hear, hear from Eric Bischoff, oh joy. <laughs> and uh, where's Sting's loyalty? You know, because no one was loyal to fucking Sting. So where's Sting's loyalty? I know, yeah, I know. It's funny that hypocritical, aren't they? Fucking, they're absolutely zero loyalty to Sting. <laughs> exactly. And then we get some more hotel room loneliness from Tony the Tiger. I skip that. That is fucking <laughs> pointless. That bit every week. What is that all about? Who gives a fuck what he's up to? He's pretending he's at a nitro party, remember, when he's really <laughs> sat on his Todd, reassembling his Cor- Corby trouser press and watching Bangkok Lady Boys. <laughs> Although he was trying to access driving Miss Daisy. He was. That's, that's the second second time we've used that gag, and we will continue to do so. <laughs> I'll use that every time Tony the Tiger comes on. <laughs> he, he's shit. <laughs> oh, dear. And then we get um, something we actually forgot to mention earlier. There's a, a there's a WCW Women's Championship tournament starting tonight. There um, is. We we forgot to mention it earlier on actually. Um, we did. But we get um, a first round matchup between. I, I hope my pronunciation's right. Reina Yabuki. Um, Reina Yabuki, yeah. Who is apparently the CMM CMLL Women's Champion, so the Mexican Champion, essentially. Which is, I suppose, a pretty good honour. Well, well, there's there's a bit to add to that. Yeah, go on. So obviously, she gets her obligatory racist Japanese music. <laughs> Yubuki is Akira Hokuto in her CMLL gimmick. So in Japan, she's Akira Hokuto, right? And in Mexico, she is Rena Yubuki. She was the CMLL champ, but she got stripped of it for doing this in their gimmick right really because of, of this because of disloyalty ah so as a thank you <laughs> wcw gave her two slots to get beat one is rini yabuki and one is akira but <laughs> <laughs> she's up against um a woman who you're pretty fond of john yeah she's who, gets, who gets who gets a fucking great reaction yeah, she gets a monster pop. Monster. I, I, I was almost, I was on, I was virgin on giving it on Taron. What? I nearly gave it Taron, but it wasn't, it wasn't Pumping quite up. there. 
No, it wasn't poppy enough. I just think she but, looks a star. Yeah, she does. She's an absolute star. She gets Puff Whist, Puff Whist, bang, entrance. <laughs> Pink Floyd concert for 500 quid. Yeah. <laughs> no, she looked, She came out, looked great. Great reaction. Uh, the whole American tights, yeah, it doesn't really work for me. Doesn't really need that, I don't think. But no, she looks, she looks fucking superb, doesn't she? Let's be honest. Yeah. Yeah. And hot as hell. Let's be honest. <laughs> um, she's not. She's she's not unattractive, is she, Medusa? No. no. Yeah, like I say, I think she comes out for. She look good. It's, it's a shame we don't see more of her. Really, first time we've seen her in bloody months since that this fucking biker match or whatever it was. Oh, Battle of the bikes. Jesus, <laughs> I forgot about that. That was, that was fucking awful. <laughs> But yeah, she comes out and and this Yabuki sort of wastes no time. She's yeah, you know, zeroing in quickly. And Tony's like, for some reason, he's questioning why Nick Patrick is refing this match. Why? <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't get it. I, I, I don't really get it. Really interesting, sort of held up like choke cold by Yabuki, which I thought was quite quite cool. Yeah, yeah, it was nice. And then someone comes down. You'll have to fill me in with this. I have no idea. It is zero came she down. Is... That's Chigusa Nagayo. No idea. Who is a Japanese female wrestler. She is the founder of the Gaia promotion, who she wrestles for and Akira Hokuto wrestles for at that time. Right, okay. And she was one half of the Crush Girls with Lioness Asuka in the 80s. In the 80s. In the 80s. I thought, for some reason, I just I thought of Asuka from WWF now, and I'm like, it can't be. <laughs> I think that's what it's based on, to be fair. Ah, must be, yeah. It's not actually her. No, I, I, I didn't think the age was quite matched up then. <laughs> um, well, she was wearing a mad headdress as well and, and was wrestling in it. It was really fucking odd. Yeah, didn't like... Who called her like a goose or something? She had like feathers on like... Uh, <laughs> Probably it, not being Yeah, yeah it was. <laughs> she, he was like, she was... Ha- he, she's like, he said something like she's half wrestler, half goose or something. Something along those lines. <laughs> <laughs> I found quite funny. Um, she did a spot where she was biting her fingers and then started biting her toes. Yeah. She's got a fetish. Interesting. Probably. <laughs> Super dry Se- fetish. Sex fetish. <laughs> <laughs> Super dry Chris Carr fetish. Anyway. I thought that... Um, in the, the, I like that sort of head-scissor takedown by Medusa from the top row. Oh, that yeah. Was quite, yeah. That was I really athletic. And then... Yabuki gets like a bridge suplex, but only gets a one. Like Medusa powers out so quick, proper like no sells it. And then yeah, about it was a nice Northern Lights as well, wasn't it? Yeah. Um, but then about thirty seconds later, maybe. Um, oh, sorry, no. And then she she hits a missile drop kick for her Ibuki. Unfortunately, in in the tiny little spells that were in this match, she showed little promise. Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, good. And then Medusa sort of managed to turn around and hit that. I think this is a finish, basically a bridge, the bridge German. suplex, uh, bridge German suplex, and gets a free, and then sends a bit of a warning to to zero who come down earlier on in the match. You know, say she's going to kick her ass back to Japan or something. So yeah, Medusa wins. I'd be seriously surprised if Medusa doesn't win this tournament because I'm pretty sure the whole division's going to be about her. Well, this is what I've <laughs> put. It's, it's it's this is all to get Medusa doing something, which is nice to yeah. see. Because yeah. I thought it was a decent little match, but you know I expected as much. It was yeah. a bit where Sonny Ono comes down, because obviously Sonny Ono's got to manage someone Japanese, obviously. That's just <laughs> the, that's, that's the rules. It's the, it's yeah. the Ron Stud rule, right? Yeah. <laughs> and he says, um, 
He says Medusa's all peroxide and plastic like American cows. <laughs> all right. <laughs> okay. It seems, I think, I think their thing is, right, if you're Japanese and you're against an American, you've got to slag off motorbikes, American-made motorbikes and American-made cars because that's really hitting it where it hurts in the heartland yeah. of America. Fuck yeah. me. That's it. <laughs> Dear me. That's Sonny Ode. He's just, he's just, he works, he gets like double time when there's a Japanese woman on. <laughs> yeah. He's just like, <laughs> come on, Sonny, son, I've got something for you, lad. <laughs> Fucking dreadful. Next up, we get a, a guy who's been quite good for us recently. Not so much in the current day, but in 1996, he's, he's loving it. We get Chris Jericho versus M. Chinlock. <laughs> M. Chinlock. And Jericho. Chinlock. That's it. Can Jericho do what he did with Enos and get something decent out of this cretin? Can he? No. We shall see. <laughs> I mean, the answer's no, obviously, but. <laughs> it's crazy how shit Wall Street is, isn't it? Considering the sort of family that he's associated with and stuff like that. Like... <laughs> I've seen him in good matches. Have you? Like when he was in the varsity club with Sullivan and Rick Steiner and stuff, he's like collegiate, you know, amateur wrestler kind of thing. Yeah, it was good. He's, Where's that you know gone? Oh, fuck no! You know, I've never really spotted it before, but he's got an alarmingly shit mullet, hasn't he? Like <laughs> slick oh, back, it's like slick back, sleazy, like he'll rob you in a crypto scam or something. <laughs> slick back nightmare, <laughs> absolute horror show. Yeah. <laughs> It started off all right. I mean, you get arm reversals. I like that, sort of, and... I like that su- su- almost like a suplex, but then Jericho kept the arm. I thought that was really cool. Yeah, that Northern Lights did. It was beautiful. Yeah. Does a nice cross body. Yeah. And then uh, it does a headlock takeover and works it. And then Wall Street brings the monotony. <laughs> That's the problem. <laughs> Every match he's in is boring, isn't it? <laughs> Every match he has, it's the same fucking match. It's all the same. It's. Clubs, kicks, abdominal stretch using the ropes, elbows, a chin lock, without <laughs> fail. It's the same. Yeah. Only one chin lock, though, but it was only it's like a, a five-minute match. So <laughs> Jericho comes back with uh, 10 heads for the term. Do you if Michael Cole was commentating for M Wall Street? He'd say, vintage Wall Street when he licked it locked in the chin lock. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> Or when he or when he falls takes a bump outside, it can go the wall Wall Street's crashed. Satire. <laughs> <laughs> so Jericho comes back with ten ten heads to the turnbuckle, ten punches, guillotine, a missile drop kick out, and then obviously he's playing possum and he posts Jericho, and he always yeah. does that as well. <laughs> and then Jericho's in inside cradle for free. Which I thought was a bit shit because Jericho, Jericho barely sells the posting. Yeah, but, but well, Jericho should, should beat, beat Wall Street without a roll-up, shouldn't he? He should, but he didn't even sell the posting, did he? No, not really. It was like, it was oh, garbage, really. I yeah, thought. I've just put I've just put Wall Street needs to go along with Duggan, Disco, etc. Yeah, uh, one of them Jericho... could easily never watch him again. He'd be happy, wouldn't he? Yeah. Bring out Enos, fuck it. Yeah, I'd rather I'd rather watch Jericho and Enos. That was a better match. Yeah, it was definitely. He gets a big pop for winning, though, doesn't he? Yeah, the crowd loves him. He's got that like underdog thing down to a T, Annie, at the minute. 
and the come on baby and all that and he's just like you know proper like gets involved with the crowd and stuff he's doing well like early doors as the baby face but you still want to see a little bit more character from him don't you yeah it's, i think he's getting there because yeah. next we get sort of a very similar spot that we did last week yeah. we get tonight with old nicky patrick razor sharp alan alan sharp his attorney and jezza in world championship wrestling remains senior official Nick Patrick and Mr. Patrick, Mr. Patrick, we need to learn anything from last week there, Mr. Tanay. You talk to me. I'm the legal counsel, okay? Listen here. Everybody here and everybody at home knows it. Nick Patrick, there is nothing wrong with your neck. He's not a doctor. And on top of that, you are of the N-W-O, and we all know that too! He puts a mask on on Saturdays. Referees are Manchester Sharp. You don't know that. Mr. Jericho, your wall does appear to be tumbling down. Is it not true, Mr. Jericho, that your father was an NHL hockey goon? Is that not true, Mr. Jericho? We won't go there. This has nothing to do with my father. This is between you you and me and everybody else here i went today i went to a fight the other day and a hockey game broke out i've got one thing to say right now everybody saw earlier what the outsiders did to ice cream they beat him in the back of the head with those belts you stood there you did nothing about it then dallas Payne took advantage of it by catching him with the diamond cutter he may be back there right now needing medical attention nick patrick not only are you a player hater but you're with the nwo i know it your attorney knows it and this young man on his way to becoming another superstar you become a thorn in his side i know it patrick wow look at that long of all the people to be talking about character should it be you teddy long because if i am correct a few years ago you were a referee that was suspended in wcw what for some infractions what do you have to say about that teddy long we're not talking about past mistakes here everybody has mistakes in their past what we are talking about is the present the here and now and mistake nick patrick what you're doing is not a mistake. It's a premeditated plan against everybody in WCW. And I think that says it all. Tony, take it away. Now, wouldn't you know? Yeah. So they said pretty much the same stuff, but it's it's still entertaining. Yeah, I thought it was just like a bit rinse and repeat, though. In a way, it was still good, but it was like they they pretty much covered the exact same tracks they went on last week, didn't they? It did bring Jericho's dad up. He said he was yeah. an NHL hockey goon. So I had to Google what a hockey goon was, and that's like the enforcer who, who beats yeah. fuck out of people, yeah. yeah. Bit of a weird one to call someone a goon. Well, He was like, yeah, that's his job, in it? That's like his, his position, I suppose. It's not really an insult, is it? <laughs> yeah, but to us, it's an insult calling someone a goon. Yeah. I thought Jericho was a bit pump in this, this segment, though. I thought he's, Yeah, he's, he was a bit. He, he fluffed it a bit. Well, he said and exactly then, what he said last week, didn't he? But he'd said it worse, which is... <laughs> said it worse. He, said, he didn't say it as good. Yeah, so then just thought, then obviously Teddy comes down and he says more of the same. And then the, the, this was the the best bit of the segment, though, 
because we mentioned it a couple of weeks ago, actually. You mentioned that Teddy was a bent ref back in the day. Oh, I and, thought it was when you called him a player hater. No, that was good. Well, that's right. Well. That was quite good as a hard to be fair. Yeah, we, like, no, you, what you're alluding to, we did get some payoff from that, yeah. Yeah, because he was like, the lawyer was like, he said, you you would know whatever, you know, you would know what it takes to be a, a ref in someone's pocket and all this, considering your suspension a few years ago and all that. I thought I was pretty damn good, that. And then I just thought the bit where Jericho was like, it doesn't matter about him, what he did in the past, I thought that was just a bit shit. Like, he didn't need to chime back in. I thought that should have been the sign-off line and they leave it yeah. there. I thought old Chappie Shuffle was great today. He's <laughs> great. Yeah. He's really good. <laughs> I really enjoy him. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, it was like you say, it was more of the same, but it, it was still entertaining in, in, in spells, yeah. wasn't it? Still did its job. And the recap Sting being a weirdo in the crowd last week. <laughs> yeah, with Lex spotting him out of the corner of his eye. <laughs> yeah, just peripheral, find my eye, Sting. And we get Lord <laughs> Woodentop. He's back. Ron sealed up and raring to go against the quintessential Booker man. Yeah. In a rematch from last week with uh, Sherry, who's looking a bit was looking a bit sexy tonight. <laughs> I thought that she looked great, didn't she? <laughs> yeah, she did. So they made a makeover. It's not not made her look ugly now. Oh, really? <laughs> it's a Booker. She she did. You think she matched Booker really well though? The outfit and she just yeah. looked like she fit. It looks so yeah. glad to not see. <laughs> <laughs> Book, Booker's it Booker's just always in quintessential now, isn't he? Like, does it like we, we asked for it for so long and now we've got it every week pretty much? <laughs> yeah, I'm not I'm not bored of it yet though. Is um at this point is Stevie injured? I've no idea. I think it is or, or is it like a weeks. Dax Arwood fucking thing where it's just like oh give you the singles. Give him a singles. Yeah, but, but don't compare Stevie Ray to Cash Wheeler, please. No. <laughs> Stevie Ray's infinitely better. No, I'm joking. I'm joking. <laughs> I'm joking. I'm joking. He's really not. I love Stevie Ray, but Cash is, Cash is top tier. So. <laughs> we get Luger pop as he comes in. It, it wasn't quite Tarrant, I'm afraid, Luger. Um, oh, because no, then I know what it is, what it is the Tarrant fuck say. I'm afraid. I'm afraid you you probably figured that one out now. It's a bit um, bishop on the phone, wasn't it? <laughs> 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 we get an insert promo from from Luger. He, he's he has no idea what's going on with Sting. He, he's called. He's left messages. Even chased him through the crowd, and he just wants one minute with Sting just to know what's going on. I wonder if he's going to get that one minute. Uh, I'm just going to go out on a limb and just say I think he's a bit pissed off with you, Lexi. <laughs> Probably. Stinger! <laughs> Match starts and Bobby's like says that Sting has to be NWO. He's wearing black and white. You know he's got to be. He's in. He's in there surely. Even though he came in and battered him for five minutes in the in the cage match, I don't think he is. Let's be honest, uh, Bobby. What did you reckon to this match? Because you weren't as ma- as big of a fan of it last week, were you? No, this was better. This was better, yeah. Uh, Luger powers up and he flexes. Booker works the arm and Luger hits a really nice delayed vertical. I'll give him that. Yeah, it was nice. Is that a compliment for Luger there? <laughs> it was. Small one. <laughs> he elbows Booker out as we go into a break. We're back and uh, Jürgen gets two off a power slam. Booker <laughs> catches him and then guillotines him. Yeah, scissor kick out and Sherry boots him. Lovely little bit of heel manager stuff. Nice. Yeah, that was good. They work back in. And, they do. Yeah, they really do. I just think Sherry's fucking top tier. Anyway, we get back in and Booker gets a lovely hook kick. 
but he misses his sidekick and uh, crotches himself on the ropes. Yeah, that was I like that spot. Booker does that one yeah. quite a bit, to be fair. Yeah, he does, to be fair. It's a bit well, like when you're doing that sidekick. Yeah, and the flare classic. Yeah, <laughs> I don't like that one, though. <laughs> I know you don't. Shitty, <laughs> shitty, awkward clotheslines by Luger. <laughs> he just runs like, like, Happy feet runs, doesn't he? Like, oh, like Kenny Omega. Yeah. <laughs> then he gets a slam. The crowd's fucking buzzing at this point. Ravenous. Booker's clinging to the ropes to avoid the rack. I love that. Yeah. Booker hits the sidekick, and then fucking old <sighs> Colonel Robert Parker is down, and he hugs Sherry, his little fried pie. She's not interested, though, is she? No. Booker goes up, and Parker's on the apron for some reason, so Booker grips him. And Luger clocks him and schoolboys him for three. It was better, like I said, it was better than last week. But that's twice he's lost matches for either Harlem Heat or Booker. Yeah, and he, even Sherry's not buying it. So I see a turn imminent. They've got to just—I want to see them just batter him in the middle of the ring in the next couple of weeks. Just fucking beat the shit out of him. I'd love to see that. I'm not going to spoil it for you, but there is an interesting match coming up. Is there? Oh God, it's not Booker <laughs> versus Parker, is it? <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> It's, it's Sherry versus Parker. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> what is it with him and intergender wrestling? He did that one with Medusa as well, didn't he? Loves it, doesn't he? <laughs> Sting's watching on. Intriguing. Yep. Mm. Is there going to be a feud with him and Luger or not? Or is that just... I've no idea. I no have no idea. Honestly, we don't see the fucker talk or wrestle for about another 12 months, do we? So <laughs> Something like that, yeah. <laughs> And then, old Eric's on the blower. And we do believe we have Eric Bischoff on the telephone right now. Eric, I know it's been a very busy weekend for you. I know it's been a very trying time for you. And uh, let's, uh, Eric, do we have Eric on at this time? Yeah, Tony, I've got Okay, you. Eric, uh, I know it's been a very trying time. I know you've been in negotiations. And how are things going right now between you and uh, Rowdy Roddy Piper? Well, uh, things are going extremely well between myself and Roddy Piper, uh, and I'd like to be able to announce here to the crowd and, and all the people watching uh, Coast to Coast that we have a match signed. Unfortunately, as well as things are going between uh, Roddy Piper and myself, and as much as I think deep down inside he really would love an opportunity to get into the ring with Hulk Hogan, unfortunately, uh, Roddy Piper, like a lot of uh, top athletes and, and in his case, uh, actors, uh, have agents and they have attorneys and unfortunately I have to report that uh, things are not going as well as I would have hoped with uh, Roddy Piper's uh, management let's what, just put it that way what's the hang-up Eric is, is it money is it uh, is there something you can point to that's the one hang-up that you're having right now no there's no one thing uh, like I said deep down inside I know Piper would love to do it <laughs> but I'm not exactly sure if it's a WCW thing or if it's because of movie commitments I'm not exactly sure I wasn't able to pin his management down I just got stonewalled three or four times uh, over the weekend and then again today I do want to let everybody know though that I am scheduled to fly to Toronto next Tuesday uh, to continue conversations with Roddy so maybe I'll, I'll, I'll get a little farther with Roddy Piper than I did with his management well I, I think they realize and I'm talking about Roddy Piper's people the magnitude of this match and and my feeling guys is realizing 
what it means to the sport. That's why he's getting the Stonewall. Eric, would you agree with that? I would I would agree with that. And again, hopefully next Tuesday when I can sit down with Roddy uh, on the set of his, his latest movie, we can sit down and we can talk about it. And I can find out from him because his management works for him. He doesn't work for them. And hopefully we'll be able to get this thing resolved because I know a lot of people, based on faxes and emails and internet, a lot of people would love to see this match. And it would be the match of a decade. And I, and I have to say this, and I hope Roddy doesn't take this offensively, but these two guys both have egos the size of Mount Hood yeah. as I look at the you know, the situation here. So, Eric? Yeah. Bobby Heenan. Yeah. You, you know what Hogan's going to do, don't you? He's going to spread the word to everybody that Piper's hiding behind attorneys, and he's told his attorneys to make excuses. You know the kind of liar Hogan is? That's what he's going to do. Well... Who knows what's going through Hogan's mind? I certainly don't. Well, the match has not been signed yet, but Eric, we all know you. We know you will work until that match gets signed, so stay with it, okay? Do my best. All right. Eric Bischoff, executive producer of World Championship Wrestling with us. <laughs> Jordan, he, he contradicts himself within about 30 seconds. Yeah, I know. He goes, I've got, we've got a match signed. We've got a match signed. And they go, oh, yeah, get in. He's got an agreement. But we've also struggled to reach an agreement. It's like, what? What are you on about? <laughs> Yeah, he basically says it's going well with Piper. He's he's happy to do it, but his, his agents, his lawyers and all that kind of stuff won't let him sign it. They're trying to make it proper like boxing negotiations, aren't they? Quite realistic yeah. type thing. It doesn't really yeah, but work. It's Eric, Eric Bischoff. It just doesn't work, does it? Because it's like we know this is fucking fake fighting. You don't need to fucking make it that realistic. <laughs> We'll speak to, he says he'll speak to Piper in Toronto on Tuesday on his film set. Got Bischoff, the fucking jet setter. <laughs> Getting in his, uh, his air miles or whatever. <laughs> yeah, his frequent flyer miles. Just uh, flew, up, flew in on the red eye. <laughs> I've got important negotiations. <laughs> it's like Who? Todd Bowley, isn't he? <laughs> <laughs> He's flying all over the place. <laughs> oh, my God. I need, a, I, need, I need to go and sign Cristiano from... From Manchester, so we can play for you know the Chelsea Hotspurs, Chelsea Blues. <laughs> so, what did they do again? They fucking replay this atrocity in its fucking entirety. Yeah, the fucking money's worth out of that Piper appearance, aren't they? <laughs> oh my fucking god! And Bennett, it's like playing it once is bad enough. They played it fucking two weeks on the trot. It just never fucking ends. Yeah, it's... ever. I skipped the entire thing. I don't need to see that again. I've seen it once. That was enough for yeah, me. I skip. And then here he is, prancing dipshit Hulk Hogan. I'm sorry to do this, John. He gets the pop. He does, he does get the Tarrant pop, and it can't be denied. I'm afraid it was easily the biggest pop of the night. That music hits. The crowd loses the shit. They just do, don't they? I, 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 you see, I don't want to be a, a, a denier of the inevitable of the of the factual. Like I, I, I don't deny climate change or. You know, I don't think 9-11 was an inside job, so I can't deny this. <laughs> it did get it did get the biggest pop of the night, as much as it pains me, because yeah. he's fucking horrendous. Do, do you know what I'll say, though? It wasn't as bad as last week. Oh, it, it, it was. Do you know why it was? Because right. we got to see about two and a half minutes of three fucking ninjas. No, it was Santa with muscles. <laughs> oh right, shit, yeah. It's three ninjas that is on the yeah, it's three ninjas that is on the setup at the moment. He goes, he's, he's like, I'm gonna I'm gonna show Piper what a real movie is, and he, and he goes, roll the clip, and it's like Santa with muscles, and he's just beating up some little goons in a mall, a shopping mall. Yeah, he's literally <laughs> a fucking like a shopping centre Santa, isn't he? <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> and I'm just thinking to myself, I bet Piper's well gutted he didn't get cast in this. <laughs> and he's fucking plugging Santa on steroids like, fuck, he loves it. And and it's just basically all he does in this clip is try to stop two guys robbing the charity bucket. <laughs> just beats the fuck out of them. <laughs> Lobs them through doors and stuff. Yeah, but it, it was like Luger levels of wooden. There's no quality there, is there? He was so wooden, fucking Duggan's going to bring him to the ring next week. Hiyo! <laughs> it's like, I mean, how wasn't this a box office smash? <laughs> well, he said he said it's sure to be an Academy Award winner. I don't know what he was watching. <laughs> He's fucking, he didn't even sell in the films either. <laughs> it doesn't work for him, brother. Did you see the state of the giant when he came down? Bandana on, yeah. shades on. Far too <laughs> impressionable. What was he wearing? Oh, Daddy Hulk, can I be like you, please? <laughs> he looked outrageous, didn't he? <laughs> Fucking. And then he's, when he started talking, his mic wasn't working properly. And I was like buzzing my tits off thinking, this is great. I'll have to listen to this cretin. But sadly, this human colostomy bag is audible. He starts then going on about oh they don't have to, <laughs> the NWO or him in, in particular. He doesn't have an invitation to some award show. The cable, yeah. you mean the prestigious Cable Ace Awards? <laughs> Whatever the hell that is, they've not no got one an, has heard of ever. They've, they've not got an invite to this this amazing award show, and he's fuming with Ted Turner. He's like, if I he's like, if I don't get if I don't get nominated for a Cable Ace Award, I'm going to crash this party. Oh no. <laughs> oh no, what are you gonna You know he's gonna rock up in like a tuxedo with the sleeves cut off, don't you? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Black bandana on get the pythons out. <laughs> yeah, get the get the get the miserable little garter snakes that he calls pythons out. Oh, oh and then and then, he, and then he said he used all of his acting skills to get Piper in the ring with him. You've got no I acting think, skills. <laughs> I think Piper requested the uh Five slash 25 minutes. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, that was like specifically mentioned like the week after by Bischoff, wasn't it? Um, Mm -hmm. And then he's saying that Piper's scared to wrestle him. He's a man who wears a mini skirt. All sort of childish stuff. Bollocks. It was a bit better. It was crap, but it was better than last week, which is, it's not difficult to be fair. I don't know. I don't know. Piper's got no guts. You could probably find him sitting next to Macho Man or something like that. Yeah, and then he poses like a cunt (laughs) again, again, (laughs) fucking atrocious, absolutely bottom of the barrel, scraped shit off your shoe, abysmal, woeful, you know, irredeemable. It's fucking dreadful. (laughs) That bad. It was bad. It was bad. I thought the promo was a bit bad, but that I mean, it wouldn't be hard, would it? Let's be honest. It wouldn't be hard. Just, just, I, I, I can't, I can't deal with him. He's, he's so <laughs> shit. He brings the show to the absolute gutter level. Yeah, he's terrible, isn't he? he really is. Well, that's the that end was, of another broadcast. That was the parting shot, and I made a promise to myself when I was watching that last bit. If he's going to go on these five, six minute witterings with his shit films thrown in there for good measure, I can't, I can't put that on our listeners. No. No, it's not I'm fair. sorry. So, sadly, guys, you'll have to go and watch this <laughs> to to hear how shit this was. Yeah, just don't bother, guys. 
Just don't bother. Yeah, just, just don't, because it was literally the same as last week, this show, but with a slight improvement because of the angles furthered. Yeah, that was there it. Was some good, some good matches like there was last week, but it ends with Hogan, and it's so bad. It's it feels like a different show when he comes up to it, doesn't it? Yeah, it's like the real hour two starts. We've got something decent, and now here's hour two, the fucking bottom of the food chain turd in a punch bowl fucking crap. <laughs> oh dear. Utter shit. Utter right, shit. Should we, we go through our uh, our post shows? Did you have the same sort of opinion of the show? I thought it was good for seventy five percent of it, apart from yeah. the odd bit. I thought the Wall Street match was garbage. Yeah, of course. Uh, well, that's Tony the Tiger. I don't want to see him, but that was only two minutes. And then the Hogan bit was just a bit guff again. A bit. Yeah. Well, it was good. It was woeful. But it was somewhat slightly better than the week before, but that doesn't make it any better, uh, any good anyway. But yeah, I thought about 75, 80% of the show was pretty good with some pretty shit stuff mixed in there, which is not too bad, actually, for Nitro for the last few weeks. Do you think this NWO thing, like, they've kind of lost they've lost way it. with it? They don't know how, how to do it now because they've sort of won all the bouts. No yeah, they've, they've hot-shotted it a bit, haven't they? Oh, yeah, right. well, they had to, didn't they, I think? Well, um. But it's like there's no like there's, it's like it's like they're all in different cliques now, aren't they? Like Nash and Hall don't really interact with Hogan. Hogan's always with the Giant. Six is just yeah. on his own. He's never with anyone. <laughs> Dibiossi, it's always like Dibiossi, Virgil, Giant, and Hogan. And yeah. then you've got the outsiders who sort of just float around on their own. And then Six just sort of he's just pissed up every night. He just sort of comes out somewhere on the odd, on the odd match. It's a bit separate, isn't it? There's no sort of connection between them anymore. Whereas you always used to see them like riding the limo together and stuff. Is this is this Hogan's power play? Do you reckon, or do you reckon this is just Sullivan going? Fuck knows where we're going to go from here with it, or a bit of both? Maybe a bit of both. Anyway, what was your match of the night, bud? The match of the night, by some distance, was the Guerrero and uh, Benoit match. That was really 100%, good. Hundred percent agreed. I thought I thought the opener was decent. Bagwell, I thought the first Brad. two were pretty good. DDP Ice Train did it did its job as well, and, yeah, and the angle involved with it. But yeah, I just thought the Guerrero Benoit match was good. It was just really really great TV match. One of the one of the better ones we've seen, I would say. So yeah, that that was definitely match of the night. Um, obviously you agree. MVP. MVP. What are you thinking? It's a tough one. Tough one. Isn't it's it? tough. It's tough. There was I no actual like... standouts. No. Quite like Bagwell, thought he was good, but not maybe not I'm, MVP. Um, I'm going to go for, because we haven't seen this person in a while, and she looks like a fucking star. I'm going to go, go Medusa. Yeah. yeah. I can't disagree with it, really. I thought she looked too poib, to be quite frank. Um, good little match. You know, absolute money if you if you booked her right and had a decent, even not even a decent women's division, just our women's division. Yeah, just one or like, a few a few people to go against but will do. Uh, <laughs> can't put but, her yeah. against fucking Robert Parker all the time. <laughs> yeah, I don't mind giving it to old Medusa. It's nice to see her. Hopefully, we get to see her again next week, maybe or a bit uh, more. Possibly, maybe. I don't know. I think they were saying that the matches were on Saturday night shows. So we might miss a few of those women's matches, to be honest. Disco Duggan Hart, which we are going to have to now rechristen the Hogan Award. 
<laughs> Are you giving it Hogan again? Yeah, it's got to be giving it Hogan again. It's got to be this, this, that posing and, and and playing that clip, that clip of that movie when you're meant to be the cool heel fucking yeah character, and you're playing that movie clip, and, and it's like dead proud beating up the bad guys. It does. It makes no sense. <laughs> It's fucking stupid. Um, so yeah, it's yeah. got to be him. That's like three weeks in a row now, isn't it? Or four yeah, weeks? It's, I don't know. It's bollocks. Um, Completely, utterly, fucking woeful he is, and it's going to get worse because he's going to he's going to get more comfortable with being this cretinous, and it's just going to get more animated. It's going to get yeah. more fucking over the top pantomime villain bollocks, and it's yeah, it's just. It's not for me, and we're gonna and we're losing out, missing out, I suppose, on the two guys that we actually want to see, and maybe yeah. DiBiase because DiBiase is just like little Hogan's little fucking gopher now, isn't he? Yeah, he just sits, grabs his belt off him and stuff, doesn't he? It's a shame. He's a bad carrier, and yeah. DiBiase when they first started, them three, you could sort of drown Hogan out a little bit. They were, gr- they were great. Unit, yeah, they? They were. When they were talking. Now, don't do them quick cut, you know, things anymore. No. It's just live Mike Hogan. It's fucking atrocious. It um, really is. Ban it. It's got to be Wall Street. Yeah, it's got to be Wall out, Street. Out of nowhere, woeful mullet. I swear he never had that Like last time we saw him. No. That's just come out of nowhere, that. I reckon he's, proper, watched Brad, like... he's watched a Brad match and thought, yeah, I'll have a bit of that. Yeah. <laughs> it's proper like white-collar crap criminal, isn't it? Like, do you know, like... Yeah. Like crypto fraud or fucking, you know, like bouncing checks or something. He's, he's, he just looks like he's a sleazy motherfucker. A scrap dealer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Something like that. <laughs> oh, dear. Well, that's another one in the books. Hopefully, we get, hopefully it gets a bit better. I'm not really enjoying this Piper Hogan stuff, to be honest. I think mean, it's just a bit crap. We've got we've got it till Starcade, lad. <laughs> yeah, that's it. But um, what's coming up in the next few weeks, big boy? Okay, we've got two more before our obligatory Christmas break. Yeah. So we're gonna next week we're gonna be doing the eleventh of November, nineteen ninety six, and the week after that, which will c- come to you on Boxing Day, I do believe, mm. will be our uh, not so much Christmas special, but we're gonna be taking over a uh, trip over to Vince's uh, wacky warehouse. And watching Survivor Series '96, uh, apparently there's a few good matches on that, so yeah. be an interesting one to go. And then we're going to uh, going to have a little breaky poos for Christmas, but we might yeah. be dropping you a little uh, bit of bonus content during the festive period. Something that we've had in had an idea for in the pipeline, a sort of side hustle. Yeah, a bit like um, what the one man's meat guys do with like acceptable in the nineties. Like um, it's on our, it'll be on our timeline, but it'll be a sort of separate entity. Hopefully you'll, you guys will enjoy that because, you know, sometimes my ideas are a bit good too. So let's be honest with you. (laughs) Sometimes maybe good. Sometimes maybe shit, you know, credit of the week. Good. Eight (laughs) out of 10 cunts. Not so good. So it started well, (laughs) it started well. And, uh, Tailed off, tailed off into, in a in a blaze of well, not even a blaze in a damp squib of glory. But <laughs> hopefully, you'll enjoy this one. More news will follow shortly in the coming weeks. But yeah, if you uh, if you're into what we do, that's great. You might like this one. It's 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 not so much retro. Yeah. It's more a bit more current. 
but, but something you know, we haven't seen yet. So it's we're doing something that's no one's quite well, not to my knowledge, people have done before. So yeah, we're doing TNA the Hogan years. <laughs> <laughs> we're fucking not. We're not. We're not. I promise. Could you imagine? It's the Could Russo years. <laughs> that's probably the better years somehow. <laughs> I can I can I can safely say you'll never hear us review TNA on this show. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna I'm fine. gonna put that marker down there and I'm happy you know, with that marker. <laughs> and if I if I go if I go against it, I'll show my ass in Burton's window. <laughs> Luckily, they're well, online only now. Whatever it was, <laughs> yeah, they're, on, they're they're online only now, so I'm sort of I'm safe. Anyway, oh, right, that's us done for another week. If you want to uh, interact with us on Twitter, it's at Adjective Pod. We are now available on about four hundred thousand different random podcast apps, which is always nice. If you can't find us on Spotify, Amazon. You'll find us somewhere. Not Apple, <laughs> though. I do apologise because it's proving challenging for me because it's like you've got to add a payment method. You've got to, you know, download iTunes. I ain't got the time for that. We'll, we'll see. We I'm, and I'm, I'm, I'm a bit anti-Apple anyway. <laughs> Much more an orange or a pear guy. So any retweets, uh, any subscribes on various podcasts, podcast platforms if you want to subscribe to us when you download us that'll, that'll be great retweets dms any questions come and come and throw some stuff at us much appreciated uh, it's been a bit question light recently probably because we've not said to anyone ask us a few questions <laughs> that's probably that's probably on us it's been a bit, yeah. bit been a bit of a quiet week i'm afraid on the old twitter definitely get in touch with us uh, if you like what we're doing we appreciate everyone who downloads listens to us Anything like that, interact with us, follow us on Twitter. It's all it's all well appreciated. Uh, is there any further business, Mark? No, nothing else to report. Well, in that case, I'll say those infamous two words, Dickie Slater. See you later. The preceding podcast gimmick that was paid for by Look at the Adjective.